0: iphone 3gs i had so many issues with it that i shit you not i made them replace it 18 times
1: you know what that sounds like you and then i sold it as
0: new traded in and paid out the contract so i'm like fuck this never again
1: rahela i bet that phone was a fucker but i also bet that part of the problem was you with each of those 18 phones you're the common denominator <laughs> I had expectations that Apple was unable to perform. That's right, and I love you for it. So, Shay, how long have you been listening? Have you listened to all thirty episodes? <laughs> I'm curious. Yeah, no, I've listened to a few of them. Sarah
2: added me in. It hasn't been too long, maybe a couple months.
1: Oh wow, that's cool. Oh, Ronda, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Even her webcam looks blurry because she's feeling blurry. Just roll out
3: of
4: bed. My God, Rhonda, hi. I haven't seen you in ages.
3: Please, not too much enthusiasm, yeah? It's early.
1: What is it, 3 a.m. in the morning there?
3: No, it's 8 a.m., but that might as well be 3 a.m.
1: Can't hear you, Rhonda. You might need to click on settings and select your devices. I'm still waiting on Paul.
0: I managed to get my undercut back. <laughs> Instead of having constant life close shaves, now I've had a proper one.
1: Ah, uh, you're such a... Dyke diach- <laughs> Can't change the voice for our recording. Oh okay. Um I'll stop the recording, Rhonda, and you can change your device. Alright, we're gonna stop the recording for Rhonda so we can change the device. Oh, she doesn't give a shit. She's feeling shirty. Note to self don't ask Rhonda to get up in the morning. Okay, I think I can just hear you. I think I'm going to get muted in a tick. Maybe even blocked. Can you clap a little bit harder, the so I can see if I can hear it? Yeah, I just heard it. It's really, really faint. When was the last time you restarted your computer, under? I think she's going to restart. I'm not really sure. Oh, you're going to switch. Cool. So I've got too much going on. Got too much going on. I did hear that. It must be fun to have a lot going on. Hey Rahela, do you have a lot going on?
0: That's a loaded question, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I wonder where Paul is. Paul should be here by now. Guess who's back? Back again. Rhonda's back.
3: Hello, friend. friend.
1: Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back?
3: Na 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 na. Can you at least hear me? I can. Woohoo! I've got some great little bags happening here if anyone needs me to carry their shit for them, you know, like their emotional
1: garbage. Sign me up. <laughs> There'll be some heavy bags there. Mm. Well, the more bags you cry out, Rhonda, the less they'll be inside you. It's
3: too early for this shit.
1: Where's Paul? Where is that fuckwit? Oh, I better start the recording, hey?
3: Yeah, but better to do that after you call Paul a fuckwit, you know?
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, it's still going into my backup, so anything that didn't hit the real recording is all going into my backup so I can bring it back. Ah, okay, okay. Sing it back.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> better this way now. It is better this way. After that drama with Elia.
1: Oh, I know, right? Mm. What happened with Ilya? Oh, I fucked up his recording. Mm. It was a pretty good recording, too. So did you lose it all? Yeah, I lost all his side of the conversation. <sighs> which was kind of the whole point. Yeah.
3: Let's interview that someone and then lose only their content. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and then there's just random laughing when you laugh at something he says or you ask a question and there's no answer. That would be what it would be like talking to an imaginary
1: person. It's almost what it's like talking to Paul
0: to asleep at the moment. He's got a splitting migraine. We were trying to get him out of bed and he refused, so I hit him really fucking hard with a pillow. And
1: I'm sure he enjoyed it. It's okay. <laughs> uh,
0: I hit him really fucking hard with a pillow.
3: I was going to write my husband and say he should be grateful because he's asleep as well, but I'm letting him sleep for the most part. I did throw his headphones back at him when they didn't work.
0: And wake him up and make him suffer.
1: Book of Bottom podcast. Keeping couples together happily in the morning since 1485. I'm um, maybe splitting them up, I'm not really sure. How my girlfriend's doing laundry at the moment. She did leave me a nice message though on her way out. She thinks people will laugh at my jokes. That's good. That's yes. bad. I should give
2: some credit for my jokes. I had a former Christian comedian help me.
1: <laughs> oh, was his name Ken Davis? I fucking love that guy. No, he's
2: now atheist. He ran into a heathen former Mormon and it wrecked him. <laughs>
1: A heathen former Mormon. The George former Mormon grill. (laughs) Okay, so I've chatted Paul and I said, come on, Paul. And I got nothing. But I mean, that's pretty normal, getting nothing from Paul. Where the fuck is he? He seems to like talking to you, Rhonda. Why don't you ask him where he is? And if that doesn't work, maybe I'll take a tit shot or something.
3: There's a German word for that and it's called Einbahnstraße. 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 One-way
1: street. Oh, it's a one-way street. Oh. Yes.
5: Hmm.
3: We just have to wait seven hours and then he'll write you one word fuck
1: that's right yeah yes so in seven hours he'll write fuck when you tell him how you're feeling he won't ask you any more about that he'll just shut down and then ask you if you're feeling okay now hands up who feels personally neglected by paul (laughs) i feel personally neglected by paul i still love him though because no one's perfect I like this for you, Rahela. We're getting to see your entire torso, Rahela. <laughs> Not torso, just blubber. We can help you get some shots for your Tinder profile if you like. What do you mean I have to deal with other humans? Well, I mean... Don't like them. If you want to fuck some women, you might need to. <sighs> you should have seen the
0: shitfest that started when I told Nikita that if boyfriends annoyed her, she should upgrade to a girlfriend. That was a very entertaining conversation.
1: Oh, sounds like it. Tell us more. Why don't you give us a play-by-play?
0: Well, the fun part was that this conversation was being deliberately held in front of the minister's wife at the old school that Nikita used to attend.
1: Oh, the minister's wife. So much gossip. Well, (laughs) she was literally a goody two shoes. Just like Nephi. They need the challenge.
0: Yeah. And she kept inviting us to Christmas carols and all these different events. Oh, no, it's just this nice community thing. I'm like, yeah, no, we're not going. Nikki's like, why can't I go to church? I'm like, well, because I think it should be illegal to indoctrinate and brainwash children using formats of psychology and music through repetitive patterns until such time as they form any kind of cognitive thinking skills. I belong to the church. That didn't go down very well with the minister's wife. And then I discovered that they were bullying my daughter's close friend's mum, who was a single mum. And then I (laughs) found out that they didn't like gays and that's when the inner troll came out
1: yeah good on you Rahela I love it when your inner troll comes out just let it come out and just slap people
3: another t-shirt idea for us we need book of boredom let your inner troll come out
0: I'm picturing Shrek right now. Well, she's like, Oh, so, mummy, why don't you date women? And I'm like, Well, because daddy would get insecure about it. <laughs> My favourite was when she came home from school and tried to tell me that gay marriage was illegal. She raised the topic again during school pickup. I'm like, Well, look, living on the edge, I'm very much an adrenaline seeker. So while I'm fucking the next woman I find, I'm really going to enjoy the adrenaline hit. We may or may not have had it <clears throat> from the principal. And I'm like, Look, if you're going to support homophobia in your school, I reserve the right to make you as uncomfortable as I possibly can
1: and also if you're not doing any of those things Rahela reserves the right to make you feel as uncomfortable as she possibly can and I support that he's fun it is fun isn't it Rahela do you like pushing buttons <laughs>
0: I need one of those. (laughs) Well, if you really want to have fun and you're in your workplace, go and ask your pharmacist for a whole roll of the stickers labeled for rectal use only. Love that. And then find the ones that say for (laughs) vaginal use only and then find a pair of speculums in different sizes and turn them into sock puppets and see what happens in your lunch breaks.
2: And then label your toys
0: next to your bed so you don't get them mixed up. (laughs) A rechargeable boyfriend that never lets you down because it's predictable.
3: <laughs> Consti, Consti, come here. I have a sticker for you. <laughs> for vaginal use only. There's so many good uses of that. <laughs> that's Consti's Christmas present right there. A t-shirt that says for vaginal use only.
1: He's a living dildo. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like it. Yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah! I have a feeling you'll never wear it. Oh, you never know. Hey, one day we might get him on this podcast. Yeah, and not just as background noise. I can't get a hold of him. Like I'm chatting him. Rhonda, have you chatted him again? Yeah, I messaged
3: him. Maybe he can tell the sarcastic undertones. I'm not sure.
1: I don't think he can. Because he wrote,
3: are you okay now? And I'm like, excuse me, bitch, what? And then I wrote, well, I'm up early for the podcast
1: and we can't start yet. Because of you, Paul. He is getting the messages because they say tick. He's leaving me on red. <laughs> I've never been left on red before. It feels good to be one of the peeps. He's just running on more standard time. <laughs>
3: Patience, we should do some kind of like round robin where I'll call him, then you call him, then someone else calls him, then I call him, then you call him.
1: That's good. Shay, can you call him too? I got it ready. Oh, great, great, great. All right, well, let's do this. Do I call him or just chat him? Should I call him?
2: I should call him. Here, I'll chat him first because I can get a hold of him that way. Paul, where are you?
1: Do, 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 do. <laughs> Maybe I should actually call his mobile number.
2: Yeah, and then
3: I'll call his Facebook at the same time so that it blows up on his face. Like, you know, there's too much going on at once.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it blow up on his face, wouldn't you? No, I don't want that visual. Ugh. I love Paul, vaccinated Brown. So good. <laughs> I'm unvaccinated allergy we have different opinions on this and that's okay I love that he's vaccinated and I love that I'm not vaccinated you do you boo boo go fuck yourself yeah I just love it it's just hilarious it's going to voicemail it's patience. <laughs> Being very impatient. Where are you? We're losing patience. <laughs> patience is losing patience. We've all written jokes. We're all here. We've got Shay. we got Rhonda. We've got Rahela and Leah.
3: Hi, where are you? Patience is speaking to your voice message right now and I'm speaking to you.
2: Wow. So you pick up for her. And I messaged him. Because
1: she's better looking than me, isn't it, Paul? Maybe you're blocked, Patience.
3: Are you going to join the podcast or are we doing it without you? Cool. Okay, so you've got the messages now. We would say we were worried, but we hadn't quite got that far yet. (laughs) Okay, see you in a minute. Bye. I don't know how to feel about that.
1: Oh, Rhonda, I think you've got something that I don't have. What? A husband? (laughs) 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 because that usually puts the creepers off
3: it doesn't
2: encourage them
3: yes what did paul say the problem was he didn't say that there was a problem it was a bit difficult to have two conversations going concurrently one in left ear one in right
1: oh i'm sorry
3: no that's all good and he was not very talkative he was just like yeah what's up and i'm like well are you joining the pod and then i realized i sound bitchy and i should keep this brief So he said, yeah, I'll be there in a second, is what he said. So I don't know if he was on the toilet or
1: what? Uh, He was definitely on the toilet.
5: Hey, everybody.
1: Isn't he attractive, Shay? Dreamy. Would you fuck Paul, Shay?
5: (laughs) Didn't realise we were doing that sort of podcast, but okay.
1: That's an odd place to put your fingers. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ, Paul.
5: Sorry, I'm here. How are we all doing, everybody?
1: You scared Ronda off, Paul. I know,
5: she's gone. She just called me to make sure I was coming, and then she's like, see you later.
1: I called your fucking mobile number, and you wouldn't answer me. It's because Rhonda's prettier, isn't it? No, no, Um, no, you
5: both called at the same time. So I got a voice message from you.
1: That you picked up for her because she's prettier, right? Okay, she got
5: in just before you because the moment I got off the phone to her, I got a voice message from you. I didn't even know you had my mobile number. Really? We've never (laughs) spoken on the mobile, have we? It's always been on Messenger.
1: How the fuck did I talk to you on WhatsApp? (laughs) Okay. <laughs> you can turn this down while mummy and daddy fight. i
5: see you there now, so, yeah, I'm going to have to save your phone number.
1: Just show everyone else my phone number, too. That's It's okay. all a white screen. Oh, I don't mind. Yeah. You can all have it. It's cool. I mean, the spammers have it. Yeah. So, whatever.
5: I never answer phone calls from numbers I don't recognise because I get a lot of spam. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, like
4: one that told me that I was going to get executed if I didn't ring up the tax office. Oh, I know. I got that
1: <laughs> one, too. Isn't that funny?
4: I was like... <laughs> mate if you're gonna scam me like that's pretty full-on you know maybe demand my money or something but threatening execution i'm like wrong country for that yeah yeah
5: if you lived in afghanistan maybe but yeah
4: i know It just shows how stupid they are
2: scammers are getting
1: desperate (laughs) so paul are you ready to do this thing
5: I was born ready.
1: All right, let's get this going so that Rhonda can get back to her studying. So, Shay, can you tell Paul a little bit about yourself? I was raised Mormon,
2: family's Mormon, and dealt with so much fuckery. a <laughs> <The> whole <laughs> podcast in
1: itself. We intend to have you. <gasps> yeah, it'll
2: be like a three-part series. Currently, what's crazy is I'm part of that whole scout lawsuit because I was abused by my brother's scout leader for years. He's suing me currently in court. Whoa. So, I'm... Suing the church and everything. Yeah, sue the church.
1: I hope you get a fat payout.
3: I won't. Yeah, someone's got to take the first step. Yeah. You won't get the big payout, but in 10 years' time, there'll be someone else who, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. That makes me so angry.
5: There's a lot of people who are taking the church on at the moment. So um, yeah, don't count yourself out. Eventually, they're going to crack.
3: Every piece of straw, you may just be a number, but you'll be one of the numbers that's necessary to get this thing crumbling down. Stay strong.
5: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. But it doesn't help with being sued for $50,000 by this creep. Just trying to untangle from it all. And it's been years. I left in like 2015 officially. But i had been out kind of since like 09 but it was kind of like just getting through yes I went to BYU for a year and a half and realized very quickly like my career could be on the line if I stayed in there you were at BYU
3: Jesus
1: your career could be on the line if you stayed
3: because it's written on your resume forever where you got your diploma and you write BYU and they'll be like oh she's one of those next yep or
2: on the other hand you get hired for it and then you have to deal with Mormons
5: (laughs) right true friend of mine did
2: and I feel so bad for her <laughs> you know, like forever stamped, like the mark of the beast.
5: Come <laughs> to Australia, they don't care as much about what American university you went to.
2: Yeah, well, I didn't graduate from there. I got the hell out, thankfully. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad you got out. So, a lot of my jokes tonight are
1: about BYU. Oh, that's great. Namesake of the roast. Mm -hmm. I
5: went to BYU just for a day or two before I went to the MTC. That's the closest I got to it. But, yeah, like that whole Provo area, BYU, MTC... It's like its own little planet Locked off from the rest of the world They might as well put a dome over it
1: I'll put a dome over you in a Tick Paul uh,
5: You know <laughs> you like it
1: You like it
2: My favourite story from BYU is when I went to the Walmart And I sat on the toilet And I looked to my left and there was like a half-drink beer
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, alright,
2: I get you, I get you I'm disturbed by this
3: whole gazing and soaking thing That's just uh, yeah. Oh,
1: Can we have a talk? about that gazing. I have never heard of that. I
5: didn't read that, actually. What was the gazing thing?
1: Where uni students would get together and just strip down and just look at
2: each other. That was mentioned in my Mormon marriage prep class. You what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and I'm hearing that people are doing this whole thing where they look at each other's bodies naked before they get married. And you what? Know, I'm in support of it. That was the teacher. Uh, I think his name was Shemway. Shemway? Shemwell. Not Amway, it's Shamway. Yeah, it's a sham. And I mean, he was a great teacher- Probably no longer in the church. I didn't know it was called gazing, but yeah, he was like, some people will do
5: that. That's naughty too. You're not even meant to look.
2: Without block paper and charcoal, I think that
3: that is still on the edge of dodgyville, like Mormon ways. I mean, yeah, if you're doing it for art
2: class, that would be like a legitimate way to get to look at naked bodies. But yeah, even in my art class, they were like, will we allow nude models? Yes or no? And it like changed every year. Oh, okay. So.
3: Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So if you wanted to actually experience the human form and to draw it, then you're better off going to one of these gazing groups. That's
5: weird. What's the point of the gazing group so what are they trying to achieve? Are they trying to not be turned on?
2: It's like making sure nothing's wrong with the person that they're gonna be married to for eternity.
5: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Literally that was it.
2: Like making sure you're not deformed, you don't have a third nipple or like ah, uh, there is definitely something wrong with all of them. <laughs> It's so wrong.
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> did you ever go to a gazing group, Shay?
2: No. I mean, it was one of those things I heard about and I was like, that's just not my type of Mormon, you know, like. <laughs> not my type of Mormon. But I did have a soaking experience. Oh, really? Oh, tell it. Tell us, tell us more, Shay. Oh, really? So my boyfriend and I went to a playground. Oh my God, that's not a good way to start anything. He was like, I'll just put it in. And I was like... In the playground? Yeah, and so he put it in and of course... So this is in public? Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was at night, but then like, he wiggled, right? And I was like, dude, what the fuck are you thinking? You are gonna get excommunicated. You're like a Mormon temple person. Like, you know, you've been on your mission and stuff and... <laughs> And of course, he finished everything. It wasn't exciting for me. I went to my bishop and I confessed because I was getting ready for my missionary to return home. I was like, hey, this happened. The bishop's like, well, I'm going to talk to his bishop. So they talked to his bishop. They interviewed him. He said it didn't happen. And my bishop came back and said it didn't happen.
5: Ah, Did they still make you repent anyway? No, he was like,
2: just skip the sacrament for like three weeks. That's fine. And then now I'm like... That was soaking. He thought it was soaking. That's how he justified it, I think. And then he got married like a few months later in the temple to someone else. Oh. So he's put his dick into a couple of ladies now and he's still a Mormon. Yeah. And still
3: living life like he's fine. Ew. And nine months later, you have his baby and they're like, oh no, this is the next Jesus Christ being born because that didn't happen. <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, okay. know, I, was like, I
2: was like, I know when something's in there and when something comes in there, like, don't you see my file? I'm already
1: a sinner. Like, come on now. That's concerning that you've got a file. So on your file, does it say you've been soaked? You've been super soaked. <laughs>
3: If you don't laugh, you cry. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I was watching a TikToker from Jehovah Witnesses and she said the same sort of thing. It was if there's no witnesses, then it didn't happen. And that was like in all sorts of things. She explained a similar story, I
2: thought. Yeah, I was so surprised because um the other time that I like slipped up, I was punished.
0: Mm.
1: Big time. Oh, I love this, Shay. You slipped up more than once. Oh Come on, tell us more. Shay,
3: was there a man involved? Because he's equally as
2: sinful. Yeah. What's so fucked up is that I had the abuse happen. And the same bishop and the same council and everybody whose sons were my age were part of it. And it didn't stay a secret. Two years later, a year later, I had sex with a boy that was my age. And they punished me like none other. It's like they were punishing me for the abuse because they took me out of leadership, publicly shamed me, I couldn't go to BYU. I had to wait six months, which actually got me into more trouble. That's when I like smoked weed and had fun and if I would have just gone to BYU, I would have been out of trouble. I have sex at BYU, which is even worse, and I'm, I'm not believed. I'm told it didn't happen, it's not that serious. Or maybe there were just so many
0: other people that were having sex that they were just kinda like dismissive of it. I don't know. But yeah, my file's probably like this thick. <laughs> well, if it helps, it's given them some quality rating because nothing else at that rate's gonna be that decent.
1: <laughs> well, I had a
0: sister in law that her bishop
2: would be like tell me more and he'd like lean in and touch her with his knees tell me more about the sex addict that you're married to <laughs> yeah
5: like I'm saying confessing to a bishop is like penthouse forum <laughs> the bishop's there going ooh don't leave out any details now tell me everything god needs to know confess every single element
2: and then he touched you where yeah
5: yeah and how did you feel
2: were you attracted to this young man
3: <laughs> I said at least Jimmy Carr's honest when he turns his spank bank. On.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
3: Shay, to catch you up, there's a British TV show called Countdown and there's a British comedian called Jimmy Carr who is the host of a After Dark version of Countdown and the mathematician on this show, she's really, really attractive and sometimes she'll explain something that's a little bit racy and Jimmy Carr at least heard it once where he's gone, can you repeat that? My spank bank wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs>
5: I love Jimmy
3: Yeah, I like him too. <laughs> there is no topic that is too sacred for that man. He will joke about disabilities. He'll joke about pedophilia. He'll
1: joke about racism. It's what I like about him and what I don't like about him.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. So
1: should I cross out some of my jokes? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. You can say anything you like, Shay. Just go for it.
5: I think we've made it pretty clear on this show that pretty much anything goes. <laughs>
1: The thing is if you start saying that there's no go
3: teams then you're starting to segmentize what is jokeable and laughable and so if you let it be a smorgasbord of everything and everyone else can decide then you're not dictating to them that joking about this topic is not allowed but joking about this topic is because for different people they'll have different hard points so if you treat them all the same all of these black humor topics
1: <laughs> I'm not
3: sure if I'm allowed to say that dark humor or
1: that sounds even worse whatever you call it you're painting yourself into
3: all of these humor topics that are a little bit on the edge and not allowed by snowflakes then which could be offensive to snowflakes i mean come on
0: i have discovered that my out is being able to allow any kind of black humor related to a topic that i have personally experienced watch them backpedal the fuck away Considering I've experienced a lot of different things, that leaves me with a very wide open scope.
5: Yeah, there's so a pretty broad net.
0: Ah. <laughs> very, very broad net. They're like, you can't say that. That's offensive to, what, people like me? And you watch them process it for a second. They're like, oh, oh, oh. They go through <laughs> all the faces.
5: <laughs> Brigham Young. He would love to be in my place right now because I'm just here surrounded by beautiful women. The only dick in the room.
1: I think you think only one of them is beautiful. Paul and i'm not gonna say who it is (laughs) all right i read the book called brigham young pioneer prophet by john g turner and i did a little synopsis and this is not a history show so it's not perfect history what i've written it's creative and some of it is probably inaccurate and whatever but you get the general idea of what happened all right people are so sure about history when they really shouldn't be considering that most historians think jesus christ actually existed that doesn't fill me with hope for history books
3: so isn't there a famous quote um that says something like history is a set of lies agreed upon by the victors yeah the squeakiest wheel gets the most oil so in utahville i'm sure that history rolls a lot differently than it does and the rest of the world and in Russia, you know, like just to separate those two. Yeah.
5: Anything goes in Soviet Russia.
1: Paul, could you open with a prayer, please? Seriously, you want me to pray? Yep, and make it fucking funny.
5: Mute, <laughs> mute, uh, Yeah, beard. yeah, I'm seeing a couple of women here who are experiencing PTSD just at the thought of it.
0: Post-traumatic church syndrome, remember?
1: It's not PTSD, Paul. It's PMS and it's because of you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called putting up with men's shit. Oh,
5: <laughs> so, so we're not really here to roast Brigham Young. We're here to roast Paul Brown for being the only man in the room. Is that what this is?
4: For being 35 minutes late, like, yeah. <laughs> He knew what he was in for, five women. Maybe that's why he didn't want to
5: join.
1: And not answering me until I asked Rhonda to call you because I knew you'd pick up for her.
5: I didn't get any call from you until she was on the phone. What
1: about my messages to you, Paul? Yeah,
5: the messages don't make the phone ring. No, hang on, I've got... Are
1: you Are going to say a little prayer, Paul?
5: I've got...
1: Before you die.
3: Now it's Paul's turn to be digging himself into a corner. I like this. While you're at it, can you dig me out of mine?
5: I've been put in my place here. I apologise to all women everywhere for being male. It's clearly all my fault.
1: There's drugs you can take for that, Paul. <laughs> it's called spironolactone and, you know, you might even keep your hair. Yeah, yeah, I don't
5: <laughs> want to lose my hair. My hair's good. But I apologise to all women, not only on this podcast, but across the world for the fact that I'm a man and I breathe and I live. I'm just a horrible person. I apologise.
0: You're getting markedly more attractive by the moment when you say things like that. <laughs>
1: Oh, wow, <laughs> Hella's going to be all over you in a tick hole. This one, they said to
0: apologise for the rest of them. We yeah. might keep this yeah. one. Wow. You
1: know, might be a dyke, but she also likes guys. I'm not really sure what that means. Maybe you two can have a chat about that later.
0: I wasn't allowed to get another cat or a dog, so I'm looking elsewhere.
4: Gosh. <laughs> Well, Paul's hairy, (laughs) you'll (laughs) like Was that something for my future relationship? Because Sven doesn't want a dog either. (laughs) Leah,
3: do you have any long haired cats? Have you seen the top of her head? (laughs) She's got enough curls there.
4: (laughs) No. No, Ronda, you haven't seen. I don't have any hair left. It's all gone. <sighs> you can thank my oh, t- wow. sister. Shay, do you have any cats?
2: I do. I have a bulldog and a, a white cat. Yeah, a dog and a white cat? Yeah. Is the cat like long haired or short haired? No, short haired. Ah, uh, I love that. Not as beautiful as Rahel is and Leah's. Not as judgmental either. I saw him judging
1: us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Paul, can you please open us with a prayer?
5: Okay, all, all right. I am prayed for years. Let me see if I remember how it's done. Alright, so everybody close your eyes, bow your heads.
1: No, I'm not gonna do that, but you go ahead.
5: Rhonda is pulling like the most disgusted face (laughs) I've seen in ages.
3: Someone wave to me when it's done.
5: (laughs) Hurry up, Bob! Okay. Pray!
4: I'm
5: out. (laughs) Oh dear Lord, Heavenly Father. Oh fucking alien in the sky. We are so grateful today to have the opportunity as a harem of women and a lone man to discuss the life of thy servant, the prophet Brigham Young. And we are grateful for his words and for your bounteous bounty, O loving God. And we're grateful for Sister Patience for putting this together and for endlessly putting up with my shit. (laughs) We pray that we may be filled with thine spirit as we discuss Brigham Young. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.
1: Amen. Come back, Ronda.
5: All right. <laughs> I remember being in church where there was that one closing prayer that just went on forever and we couldn't leave until they finished and they were, like, thanking God for, like, every single thing in the world.
4: Yes, they use it to be passive-aggressive to their spouse and taking long, drawn-out breaths in between while your knees are going numb and settle arguments at the end of the week so they start thanking God for all the things that never happened. You give them their soapbox.
5: Yes, yes, yes. All right, I have opened with a prayer, and I am now going to break all church rules by handing the meeting over to a woman, Sister Patience, which is a very un Mormon thing to do, but there we go.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I have a question for those escaped among us. Do you have any actually good knock knock jokes? Knock knock, who's there? Knock knock.
3: Who's there? Knock, knock, who's there? The missionaries, but I'm still not going (laughs) to (laughs) answer.
4: God, can I just admire the fact that Meek is glaring over the back of your shoulder?
5: Oh, that cat looked evil for a second.
1: You've got a black and a white pussy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to start, Okay. Yes. So that we can get this whole thing done by six, so that Rhonda can have a nice Saturday with her husband. I'm sure she wants to do quality time things.
5: (coughs) Is that what they call it these days?
1: Yes. Yes, I'm
3: going to be studying the nerve channels in neuroanatomy.
1: (laughs)
5: Oh, nice.
1: That too, because she's a busy lady. All right. Got things to do. Brigham Young was so boring that despite having more than 50 wives, his biography was so uninteresting that just like the Book of Mormon, the whole story would fit into a pamphlet. And so it is that I, Patience von Hoffenbottom Allergy, do commence <laughs> Book of Bottoms' very first Roasted Lamb of God special, The Roast of Mormon Patriarch, Brigham Young. You're giving him too much credit.
0: <laughs> I'm never going to look at a rack of the same way again.
1: Born in 1801, he was so dreary to be around that his mother died of boredom when he was 14. He then filled the void of femininity in the house by busying himself with traditionally female chores. I like to think that he filled his time baking and sewing. I think that's really cute. He mustn't have been a very convincing woman though because his dad threw him out of the nest at age 16 because he was annoying. However, one of his future spawn would turn out to be a wonderful crossdresser, so his legacy lived on. He became a carpenter just like Jesus. But unlike Christ, at 23, he married wife number one. Now, her name isn't important, so I won't say it. Is it mentioned? It is mentioned somewhere. Oh, okay,
5: okay, just checking. A lot of women aren't actually mentioned by name. They're literally just mentioned by number, so...
1: I'm not going to mention it because I don't want to disrespect her by associating her with Brigham Young. Mm, I'll pay that.
3: If you want these stats, there's a TikTok chick that makes videos that says, never forget these women that were subjected to being married to him, and she gives a little blurb on each one.
1: There's two ways of looking at it.
3: But I respect your way, Patience. (laughs) especially if there's a test at the end and I'm supposed to know their names.
1: Thanks, Rhonda. That was mostly my motivation. <laughs> I'll tell you what her name sounded like. Like A building, maybe a cathedral or a stable, very appropriately a stable, you know, like where Jesus was born. He probably heard about Smitty's silly book of Mormon around age 30 and also, just like Jesus, did a lot of preaching in his early 30s. If only he died at 33 like his saviour we would have had one less bad idea in the world. Only one? Oh, I jest. Another bad idea would have just taken its place. Now, wife number one died from the shock of their baptism, unfortunately. So she knew it was bad, The only way out was a box.
5: Oh, Jesus. I may
1: have been colourful with the history there.
5: We're getting dark very quickly. Okay.
1: Before continuing, I just want to set the scene in the United States at this time. What we call the United States was not very united. And it was very fashionable to be a preacher. And there were lots of them roaming the countryside from town to town. And they said all sorts of horse shit. And just one flavour of horse shit was Smitty's. I'm imagining I can hear hear you eating that apple Rhonda (laughs) 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 that's all right get your food on while I'm blabbing
3: exactly my plan and I don't have any popcorn.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Smitty wasn't the only one to be practicing polygamy back then. It was actually like a whole movement of other people.
1: Wow, okay. Men just like to fuck. So just like that annoying uncle in your Facebook feed, people didn't need any proof to believe anything back in the 1800s. Actually, they really don't need that now either. As long as these preachers could make the settlers of the new frontier feel something, then they were in. People didn't want to think they were too busy trying to survive in the frontier and if they could do the surviving then they got busy trying to fuck and if they could do that well by that time they were usually dead it was pretty tough Now this probably wouldn't have happened in Europe because in Europe at this time rationalism was all the rage, getting into the enlightenment and science and oh it was so good. And if they had some hicks come along telling them oh speaking in tongues is proof that I've got the Holy Spirit, they would have been slapped.
2: Well you know Brigham Young was so uneducated and insecure that he had to create a college to prove his
0: (laughs) (laughs) But he's, he's got a lot of small dog syndrome, doesn't he? Apparently he was like four foot eleven and a half inches. He wasn't even quite five <laughs> foot. So it's... Really? Apparently he was like the psychopathic Jack Russell and he was scared of constantly being knocked off. <laughs> Where did you hear that, Rahela? The Salt Lake Tribune.
5: Oh, really? Because like the Mormon pictures of him always have him as like this big masculine, muscular <laughs> adonis of a man. Are you saying that's not accurate?
3: Sorry, Rahela, I just snoped it. He's five foot ten. What?
5: There you go. Rhonda, went all Snopes on your ass, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) We're spreading misinformation just like our predecessor. The dyslexia has been strong of late. Let's see how else I can fuck this up.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Joseph Smith was apparently closer to six foot. He was still Joseph Smith's bitch no matter what he did afterwards.
3: But Brigham Young, it is frequently said on the tours of This Is The Place that he was only five foot tall. So that's why this spread of misinformation.
2: Maybe they were just comparing his dick size to
1: smaller than average.
5: They were both inverted, I believe.
1: Really? That sounds interesting. Have you ever pushed your penis in, Paul, to see what it looks like when it's inverted? just needs to be cold, that's all.
3: My phantom penis hurts. Can we stop doing things to our penises?
1: <laughs> Episode two: The Phantom Penis. <laughs> it's interesting, we got varying
5: accounts as to how tall this man was. So we got anywhere from five foot to five foot ten. You've been snooping and looking at it now. Do we have a conclusion?
0: TheChurchNews.com categorically states he was a bit on the short side, although his character was large and bold. He stood at just over five feet tall.
5: Like so much in Mormon history, they uh, exaggerated the towel somewhat. Then he
1: sounds small and yappy if he was short why did so many women want to marry him many of them didn't have much of a choice I yeah imagine.
5: it was all i am a prophet god said that you have to was pretty much the story i don't think anybody actually wanted to
2: personally i admire brigham young because most people don't get a second chance at love but he had 56 <laughs>
1: <laughs> he still not find it. I think there were some wives that really did want to marry him, though, Paul. Like Xena was one of them. Great name, by the way. Don't they say that all your partners, if you line them up over
0: time, they make a timeline of how your mental health...
4: <laughs> that makes a lot of
5: sense. A flowchart of your mental health issues. You just line up all of your exes one after the other, yeah. Holy
1: hell, I'm triggered. I have to leave. I must be so healthy. I don't have any exes. So that's why I'm only on two medications for my brain. <laughs> I want to talk a little
3: bit more about the Xena because I've heard two versions of that story because she was already married he was always constantly be saying to off on missions and wasn't she like married to joseph smith first and then to brigham young
1: probably i can't quite remember the story because all of the stories just started to meld into one once you've heard 50 fucking million of them yeah. Times were tough So I can understand why women were trying to Maybe marry for resources and stuff I just really don't think they had a choice either
2: Like they don't have property or anything You know, back then
1: Maybe the truth is somewhere in the middle, hey I'm Probably. sure that some people didn't have much of a choice And I'm sure that some people did It just
0: goes to show that sex is a tradable commodity And has been
1: forever It is, yeah
0: I have the
3: Brigham Young Wives chart up And Zena was married to Mormon Henry Bailey Jacobs she was plural widow of Joseph Smith Jr. So she's sealed to Joseph Smith Jr. for eternity and Young for time. She was never sealed to Jacobs, though, and she lived with Young and had one child. But I've heard a little bit further that the reason that she never married this Jacobs fella is he was constantly on missions all over the place.
1: Oh, Paul's left the building.
3: And he's on his way back, making a little strut strut.
1: Ah, oh, look at those rolls. Look at that spare tire.
3: Yep, and turn. And then we need blue steel.
1: Look at that.
3: No, he's not. He's sneezing.
1: Ah, oh, isn't he a handsome man? I mean, I'd fuck that. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> I totally wouldn't, Rhonda. I'm going to put myself back on mute now.
5: You didn't stop, did you?
1: Rhonda's filter's broken. North America was rough, lawless and deadly, and so I guess nothing has really changed, right? Maybe it was worse back then, though. Enter Brigham Young. He loved Joseph Smith's special mix of Egyptology and Jesus. gee <laughs> Egyptology. <laughs> so juicy. As a new convert, he heard one of Smitty's preachers speaking passionately in gibberish and his lizard brain switched on. It just resonated with passion and he knew he had to have it. He ignored all the gibberish and the lack of actual content there and just was like, I'm going to have that. And he made this decision in like two seconds flat because it's his lizard brain, you see. It just resonated with his emotions. He's all about emotions, this fiery man. (laughs) He's just one walking hard on. A
0: lizard with a hard on, I'm done. A
1: lizard with a hard on. That's right. Oh
0: god,
1: the mental images. If you don't give him sunlight, he'll turn hard and cold and stiff and unresponsive. Just like most men in bed.
0: Uh, Also, do you rub it to warm it up so it goes next
1: again? Oh, you can try if you want, Rahella. Let us know how it goes. No, they're like
4: scales. Come on, Rhonda, your
1: face. Rhonda's signing off. So he was totally convinced this rambling gibberish was supernatural, not some semi-random tones that are perfected by most infants by age 0.5. He felt extra special that he was able to talk like an Ewok, and many other people thought he was special too. Yes, special! And this was seen as like miraculous proof that God was with someone. God was with Brigham because he could talk in gibberish. Secretly, Joseph Smith thought all of this was funny, you know, here's this Grown ass man, making all of these wacky noises and I don't know how Brigham ever attracted a wife when he was into this. For my own amusement, sometimes I talk to Christy like an ewok. <laughs> Do you want to know how she responds? She
5: doesn't! She hates it! Huh! Oh, I would have thought that talking like an ewok would have made her immediately remove all of her clothing and say, Here I am, take me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think her reaction is probably typical of most women, but I might be wrong. Maybe that's what I need to put on a dating profile. Must enjoy silly sounds. Anyway. I'm sending you
0: a whoopee cushion just for the fun of it.
1: <laughs> oh, thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Now that we've insulted our host. <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> so, Shay, now that you've insulted me, I can ask you a question. Have you ever made silly noises to your partners?
2: Oh, God, you don't even want to know what I'm known for. Oh,
1: <laughs>
4: tell me more. <laughs> Rhonda, you're muted. Rhonda,
2: you're muted.
3: Oops. No wonder <laughs> you weren't listening to me, guys. Wow. I'm starting to
4: feel neglected.
3: <laughs> yeah. Aww. Shut up, Rhonda. <laughs> it's my own fault. It's my own fault. I reckon Ashley's one of those rare females that would love if a person talked to her as an Ewok.
1: I don't know. I think Ashley's a bit too silent, but I don't think she'd be for me. I
0: don't know. If you start to sound like an Ewok, does that mean you're so good in bed that essentially the vajayjay has become sentient and talking back to
1: you? Let me assure you, I am not good in bed. I know enough to know I'm shit in bed. (laughs) Why? Don't you sleep well? I do sleep really well. Then you're good in bed. But you mightn't come.
5: (laughs) I'm great in bed. I can sleep for hours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Ah, shit. I want to get
0: better. It's just so fucking difficult. You just need multiple of them to keep you entertained. There's an app
1: for that. (laughs) There's an app for everything. I know. There's so much shit you can read about it. As you are. <laughs> oh, I hate that book. Come As You Are. Have you read it? <laughs> I haven't read it. <laughs> that woman says, you can't say being overweight is bad for your health because what if you lost weight by chopping a leg off? That's no different to just being any weight you want to be. That's called a straw man argument. That's bullshit. horseshit. There it is. Look, fat people deserve rights, like everyone does, and they should be listened to. We should all be listened to. Preach. But it may not be yes. healthy. That's all. Yes. We all do things that aren't healthy. I sit in front of a computer too long mm-hmm. every day. It's not mm-hmm. good for my back. Don't try and pretend that it's a good thing. It's
5: not. I'm a fat person. Listen to me. Hear me raw
1: That's right. Paul <laughs> is fat, but he's valid, raw. and I love him, and it's not healthy.
5: Was Brigham Young fat?
1: Yes! Brigham Young was fat. Fat as fuck by the time he died. Yeah. And we're going to get to it. Okay. Tell
5: me more. All right, we'll continue with your synopsis, Sister Ah, oh,
1: That book really gave me the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you had an upset tummy. Is it better now? Yes, Rhonda. I had a good cry and I'm much better now. Can't you tell? <laughs>
3: Though, you know, Brigham Young has a solution for having the shits as well. It's called a consecrated oil enema. Oh, that's right,
5: yes. I know the consecrated oil. I've never heard of the enema. Was that actually a thing?
3: Yeah, he had a terrible problem with not having the shits. Apparently.
0: Was it followed directly by soaking? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised.
5: Soaking with consecrated oil, okay. Ah.
2: (laughs) Go in the back door, lovers. Do you know what Brigham Young has in common with a pile of dog shit? Literally everything. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's stupid funny.
1: Are you ready to, for me to keep going? Yes.
3: yes. Continue. We'll hold off at least two seconds.
1: I'll just get one sentence out and then you can you. all just rapid fire me. Oh one word. Rapid
3: fire me. One There's your
1: chance, Paul. <laughs> Alright, so Smitty leaned into Brigham's fascination with gibberish. He told Brigham it was the original language spoken by Adam.
5: Yeah, yeah the Adamic language, that's right.
1: Oh, he was so taken the piss, wasn't he? What better way to string this passionate man along? Make him feel special. Brigham ate this shit up. He just wanted praise from his master. Later in life, Brigham actually tried to codify this Adamic language. He even came up with an alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of have many characters S-E-X That's about <laughs> it <laughs> Brigham started preaching Smitty's silly message He also remarried because Fetus Incubator Number One Had died Aww.
2: Wah, wah.
1: Now I'd tell you the name of his Second wife but out of respect For her and to give you an Idea of how little he respected her I won't use her name Besides you'd just forget it by the time I get to wife number 50 anyway challenge accepted wife
5: number two (laughs) join the church she
1: did but she stayed pretty quiet about it by the time he went all plural marriage she just kind of was like oh i'm not into him that much anymore and just kind of shut up and let him do it (coughs) a lot of women have been doing that over the years haven't they
3: centuries over the centuries
1: none of your girlfriends of course paul smitty started creating a church hierarchy so people could feel important brigham climbed every ladder smitty gave him he just loved make work assignments do you people love make work assignments Depends on where the
0: ladder leads to.
1: Oh, okay. Rhonda doesn't like make work assignments. She's had to do a lot of them lately. (laughs) (laughs) Rhonda's past the stage
0: of laughing at anything now.
1: (laughs) This made Brigham very annoying to be around. So Smitty sent him to England as a missionary just to get some peace. And to
5: fuck his wives.
1: Now, when Brigham Young got back from England, he was super horny. This is because he hadn't laid pipe in about a year. I've heard that there may have been a little
3: result from that that needed to be covered up and dealt with. Really? Well, he never would have admitted to that. Was there a child? Was there Was there an abortion? I need to find my source again, but there was something about there being a cover-up pregnancy in England during his mission. Scandal! Oh, I wondered about
1: that because they looked after him real good in England, if you know what I mean. He was
3: dipping his dipstick in far too many pots. Oh, he
1: totally was. You know,
3: he was the original
2: creator of the Desperate
1: Housewives show. (laughs) Oh, he was, wasn't he? And they were desperate too. Desperate to not get fucked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Some of them, it seems, succeeded. Scrambling to
1: get away. His constant arousal was very obvious when he came back. In fact, his penis was so permanently turgid that it managed to poke out through the competing rolls of fat in his abdomen. Basically, his fatty had extra fatness.
3: Ew.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Smitty noticed the bulge in Brigham's pants too, so he decided it was the perfect time to introduce plural marriage. Or as I like to call it, Pokemon Wives? (laughs) After all, what else could Smitty do? Brother Brigham was faithful, and Brigham's wife was unattractive and hadn't put out in years. Something had to be done. Just like Pokemon Go, Pokemon Wives is a game. And here's how it works. Alright, so number one, only men can play. Aww. Number two, there are three levels to conquer each with increasing prestige because patriarchy loves hierarchy number three each level gets harder literally pokemon wives really tests just how much wood a man can maintain if any man can successfully maintain level three He should be a Pawn Star. So to conquer Level 1 in Pokemon Wives, you have to collect enough Brides so that you have a new hole to fill every night of the week. Level 2, collect enough Brides to fill a new hole every night in a month. And Level 3 is to collect enough Brides to fill a new hole every night in the year. In between levels, a player must take the forced refractory period because after all of that insemination most players were shooting blanks and they weren't even enjoying it anymore it was just too much Point six of Pokemon Wives, which is the final and secret rule of Pokemon Wives. While a player is away on a refractory mission trip, Smitty will bang your wives. (laughs) And Smitty never needed a refractory period because, while he was full of the Holy Ghost.
3: (laughs) Paul, we need a male perspective here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Paul do you think that you would be exhausted if you had to have sex 365 days a year with 365 different women do you think that that would be too much and you would need time on a mission
5: that does not appeal to me at all.
3: Not quite a one-man show,
5: but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's hard enough to satisfy one woman at a time, you know, but multiple women, that's difficult.
3: There's a trick to that, Paul. You just don't <laughs> satisfy them. There's no obligation to satisfy them.
5: Huh. But, yes, yeah, so as a man, I can say the idea of having one woman every single night doesn't appeal to me, but I know a few rock stars that have apparently done that, so, you know,
3: kudos. Uh, I end up with flaming dick, I think. Yeah,
5: <laughs> flaming sword. <laughs>
0: I reckon you'd end up with a lower back injury.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I get that just sitting in front of the computer. Tell me about it. We do
0: what
3: we
1: love, regardless of the
3: pain it gives us. Thanks, Rhonda.
1: (laughs) By the end of his life, Brigham had more than completed level two of Pokemon Wives. To our knowledge, no mormon man has ever achieved completion of level three paul says challenge accepted while alive
3: how can they achieve it while dead after ceilings hitler's probably got a few extra wives
5: Ah, that's right ceilings that's it all right
1: now Is there anyone here that's an expert on After Ceilings? Because I am not. Sure. After Ceilings. Oh my God. I have the craziest mind-blowing
2: story. Also, I have to say, my mind is blown by this Pokemon Wives. It makes so much sense to me.
5: (laughs) Gotta catch them
2: all! My aunt who died before I came to this earth, she had this boyfriend. And I remember my grandparents talking about this like long after it happened. But they would telling me about how she had this boyfriend and she passed away and then like soon after he passed away. So the family came to my grandparents wanting her to be sealed to him in the temple even though they were both dead. And I was like, Grandpa, that can't happen. Whoa, that doesn't fit my beliefs. What are you talking about and he's like yeah we didn't like him and so we didn't want them to be sealed together but they were insistent that because they died so close together that it must be and it was a really rocky relationship and they wanted him to be married and and Joseph Smith did it and so that because I was like why would people think that's okay I was just like really torn up about it because I was probably like 12 and I was like grandpa like what and he's like yeah that Joseph Smith had all sorts of women coming out of the woodwork wanting to marry him after he died and a lot of people were sealed to him, and I mean, for my little believer brain, this was a lot to take in. I didn't know about baptisms for the dead at this time, but I was like, she wouldn't get to choose her partner. Like, a couple of consent issues there. It's very presumptive, isn't it? Yeah, I was. It was so crazy, and they were like, yeah, we didn't like him. We didn't like his family. Like, I was very confused because I'm like, you know, here's my grandparents grieving the loss of their daughter. My dad wasn't even back from his mission. He didn't even hear about the death of his sister until like 48 hours later or something. And so they just. Disc- encouraged him from coming home from his mission so he wasn't there for the funeral
1: oh that's such horseshit just hide him away and don't tell him about it and then he misses it what a crock it was really sad when i heard about it like from my
2: dad more recently i was like gosh that's that sucks because he didn't even really have a choice to
5: come home
1: did you ever have anything hidden from you while you were on your mission like that
5: no i knew about everything but i yeah missionaries when family members die can't go home so like my nan died while my older brother was on his mission and my pop died when my younger brother was on his mission and they couldn't go home and mourn them i had no stories of people who lost parents or siblings on their missions and they couldn't go home for the funerals or anything They had to stay on their mission and keep serving the lord
2: that is so fucked up my dad actually also had a companion get hit by a train on his mission. He was in Japan and the guy would always try to um, beat the train and one day they swapped companions and the guy got hit by a train and my dad was with a different companion.
1: It sounds like he committed suicide if it's Japan. If I was a Mormon in Japan, I'd probably want to get hit by a train too. (laughs) I know, seriously. In fact, there were days trying to go to work in Japan that I just hated life so much. You know what song I would sing as I rode my bike to work what lily Allen's. fuck you fuck you (laughs) fuck you very very much well see i've been told that if you
0: say yeet before it's not suicide it's a failed stunt
1: oh (laughs) of course you dab Patience, why were you in Japan? What were you doing there? Oh, what do you think most foreigners do in Japan?
5: Well, you weren't fucking Japanese women, so that rules that out. I lived in Japan.
1: I'm guessing you taught English in
2: Japan, Shay. No, I was a child. My dad went there um, with his
1: job. Watashi washe desk, patient son. Eh, none then. Yeah. Ah, my congregation kind of ass <laughs> So as we've discussed, there's posthumous ceilings, right? So it's possible that Brigham might have completed level three of Pokemon Wives while in Kolob. And for the uninitiated, that's Mormon Heaven, alright.
5: That's where all the fun happens.
1: That's right. So, in Kolob, patriarchs will probably have an endless supply of new holes to fill. Women don't get much in Kolob, unfortunately, except bucket loads of angelic spooge. I don't know why any woman would want to go there.
5: To be a servant to their husband.
1: What is told to women in Mormonism about why it's good to go to heaven? It doesn't seem to be anything that they would want there. Am I missing something?
5: They get to, like, support the husband while he does, like, the God stuff.
1: Rhonda, why did you want to go to heaven? I'm assuming you wanted to go to heaven at some point when you were younger. Why did you want to go? What were you hoping to see there? Well, I guess you're hoping to see a dick. (laughs) 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 Maybe you're the one person. Well, I guess there's lots of straight women out there. Fuck me. Um, no, we don't
3: because we're straight. Sorry. <laughs> That's
0: right. Yes, 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 yes. Ha ha ha. See, I wanted to go to heaven until I was told there were no dogs and then I'm like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> um, why did I
3: want to go to heaven? Why? Yeah, why did you want to go to heaven? Because that's where my dysfunctional family was, so that can't be the right answer. I know. I guess that my naive teenage brain thought that I would marry someone who we won't mention again and that I would have his children and that would be my family.
1: I wasn't a fan of his mum. You were stuck on him for a while, are not you? <laughs> Five, no, four years? Don't worry. Our next episode is going to be called Hi, Amanda. I was stuck on her for a while, too. But not in the way you wanted. No. <laughs> uh, no, not in the way I've wanted. And now I'm not good for anyone. Oh. I would have fucked you back then, Patience. Oh, would you? Oh, that's nice. That's gorgeous uh, hair.
5: There you go, Patience. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: no, I think... It
5: was long and blonde back at that time. Gorgeous. It should have gorgeous, been illegal. Gorgeous long blonde It should hair. have been illegal. Yeah. Uh, oh,
3: you'll make me blush. Heaven, heaven. Um, What were we saying? Yeah, no, it was just expected of us. I was a naive Mormon. I didn't ask questions. I didn't think. I wasn't allowed to think. But life on earth sucked.
5: So Mormon heaven is... You become your own gods and goddesses and create your own universe similar to the one that our God has given us.
0: I am already a goddess.
5: All four of you are already goddesses, yes.
0: The goddess of sleeping. You see, they told me there would be no animals here in heaven. It was about that point where I'm like, what's the fucking point then?
5: Mormonism is the religion for you then, Rahela, because animals do go to heaven.
4: <laughs> <laughs> your eyes light up, but you say, I still know. But the other down killer for me for the whole heaven story was them telling me that apparently, out of mercy, see if any of your beloved family members didn't make it to heaven that your memory would just be erased of them i'm like great so now uh, from now until heaven i have the thought of knowing that when i get to heaven everyone i fucking love who's not in heaven (gasps) is going to be erased from my memory i'm like the fuck oh good fucking luck i'm unforgettable that sounds attractive that's like
3: pruning your family tree without the trauma why can't
0: that happen in this life? Yeah, that's my thought too. Mm, if I was going to go to heaven, I'd want patience there so I could have someone who was slightly more smart-ass than me at all times so I felt <laughs> like I had goals ahead of me.
1: <laughs> I think we're as smart ass as each other, Hella.
0: I know, you're good fun. Move back down here, damn it. <laughs> I enjoy our
3: chats. (laughs) We've got quite a dynamic going here. Mummy and Daddy were fighting at the start, and now Mummy and Rahela are are having some sexual tension.
1: (laughs) Oh, Rahela's already said she wouldn't fuck me, remember? I said that I like really skinny ladies, and you said, well, you're not fucking me then.
3: I remember
0: that. You must have got me in one of my autistic days.
3: That sounds to me like Rahela was saying, well, you won't fuck me then because I'm not skinny. I remember that conversation. I took it another way. I'm not
5: thin. Mm. I think because there's clear sexual tension there, the patients needs to change her, uh, yeah.
1: I need to change my what?
5: Change her criteria a little bit. More cushion for the pushes. Anyway, weren't we talking about Brigham Young at some point?
1: This whole thing about ceilings in Kolob and have all of these wives that you didn't know you had before because you've been sealed with them on Earth, that's kind of like the whole Islamic story of where a martyr will receive like a harem of 72 virgins when they go to the afterlife.
3: And then they find out they all look like Susan Boyle. Oh! <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I don't understand the appeal of 72 virgins anyway. Like, why would you want to spend eternity with a bunch of women who are like, oh, no, I don't like that. Oh, that hurts. No, don't do it like that. Oh, no, I
3: haven't done this before. That sounds like Paul speaking
4: from experience. But You do it with one and you get the rest to take notes. <laughs>
5: Efficiency. You'd want to spend eternity with women who know what they're doing.
4: Well, how the hell are you going to go through your married life if you know your husband's going to end up with 70 virgins after he dies? Oh. Like, how does that make oh. you feel as a wife? Relieved. Amused because the fucker will spend the rest of his life having to repeat himself
0: i'm here for his practice essentially if they're that bad in bed they're like thank god he's
2: moving on to the next (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
4: leaving me
2: alone doesn't want to do that weird stuff to me anymore. Ooh, stop. Don't. That hurts. Not like that. Wasn't that how Paul said it?
1: (laughs) All right. So you might be asking, where did Smitty and Brigham find all these ladies?
5: Ooh.
1: Here's the real kicker, okay? okay? They were spoiled for choice. Now, let me tell you why. Because they sent all the men off on missions. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Part of the reason is that the gender ratio in most churches back then and now Skews female.
3: I have three words for you. When you say that they're throwing themselves at these men, consecrated oil enema. Uh.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to imagine, isn't it, that they would be throwing themselves at him. I mean I know it goes in the back door and they don't have anything to do with that, but still.
5: Uh. Surely they had better lubricants available at the time than consecrated oil.
3: But if it's consecrated oil, then you're allowed to say, oh my god, well you're fucking. Doesn't consecrated mean touched by God? So that means that God had his finger up his bum. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> How do you consecrate the oil? You say a special prayer over it.
3: Oh, do you remember what the prayer was? And God is infused in that oil and that oil goes up his ass.
4: It's called receiving the Holy Spirit.
1: Oh, that's cool, isn't it? Straight from God's ass to you.
4: No, no.
3: Straight from God into your ass. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry, Ronda, I fucked up your joke. It's okay. You're the editor. <laughs> Smitty and Brigham were shooting fish in a barrel for some odd reason. Mormons collecting brides was a problem for the Gentiles, as they called them, living near them. This is because there were very few wives left for them. They were made involuntarily celibate. Incels, if you will. Oh, there you go. And they were angry about it. Oh, so angry. So they hatched a plan to kill Joseph Smith, who was the prime resource hoarder.
2: Ooh.
1: But he was difficult to track down and he had
2: bodyguards. Oh, guess what? One of my kids' ancestors was one of the bodyguards. Oh, really? Oh, really? He performed Joseph Smith's first plural marriage, and there was actually a legal case where he had to testify, and it is mind-blowing. Whoa, that's amazing. Shay comes from Prime Stock. It was the handmade Fannie Mae. I'm not. I married into it.
5: Oh, Fannie Mae.
2: Yeah, he performed the marriage for Joseph Smith. So later when Utah was being ratified or whatever, they had him testify.
5: That's right. Fanny Olga was his first plural wife.
2: Yeah, and she was just a babysitter. Crazy, because that's kind of what I was and it's kind of what my grandma was. So it's like still happening in the Mormon church.
5: What happened was he was caught having sex with her in the bar. I thought you were
1: going to say in the bum? <laughs>
5: in the band?
1: <laughs> But that's how
5: the whole polygamy thing started. He was busted with her, so he was like, God told me we could have multiple wives.
3: Who else's dads did that? My dad fucked the cleaning maid. I was the cleaning maid.
5: Were you inadvertently asking me if I fucked the cleaning maid? Is that where you were going with that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: all in one. Five points for Hufflepuff. It's astounding how many men raise children that they think are theirs but aren't actually. People fuck around all the time and the percentage is astoundingly high. I forget what it is, but if you think that you may not be actually related to your parents, you should definitely check that out. Oh, That would be the best Christmas Present. So many people have discovered lost siblings because of ancestry tests. So the Gentiles played it smart and they let the Lord do the hard work of catching Joseph Smith. Once Smithy was safely in a cell, a mob of incels then broke in to the cell and shot him. They shot him in a barrel, if you like. <laughs> Such evolutionary rage. Now, here's a hint for all you men out there that want to stay safe from other men. Because this is a really key Evo psych lesson for
5: you. Ooh, I'd better listen.
1: Make sure all your bros know that you're no threat to their dating pool, and then there won't be any hostility.
5: That's the whole bros before hoes thing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but it's not bros before hoes. It's bros that take your hoes, and
5: that's why everything went to shit. Mm, mm. Men will <laughs> always find something to have a war over. That's just kind of what we do. There's
4: some pretty extreme feminists out there too, so... Uh, aren't <laughs> I'm they sure if it wasn't the men, there might also be some girls. As long as there's
2: a
1: hole are <laughs> baby <with laughs> (laughs) Oh, God. Smitty just liked to play golf. (laughs) All right. After Smitty was murdered, Brigham took the reins of the Latter day Saints. There were a lot of wacky stories from this period. In fact, it's difficult to know just how juicy some of the juicy bits were, but let me just give you the key points, all right? So, question one Did he arrange murders? Yes, that's plural. Murders? Hmm, we're not sure, but he might have.
5: According to the conspiracy theory I read today by a new Mormon dude, Brigham was hired by the Rothschild family to take Joseph out and take. Take over the church and now there is a new branch of Mormonism that is like uh, going full on QAnon. <laughs> but who else was on this murder list?
1: There were too many listed in the book and it was just like boring. He just kept going on and on and on and none of it was proven too. Like It's the Wild Wild West back then. It was the Wild Wild West. Now here's an interesting point. Did he punish dissenting men with castration? Ooh.
5: Question. Mm. Did he? Question.
1: Well. There are multiple stories of frontier reassignment surgery occurring around that area. It's mentioned like three times in the book.
5: But but this isn't like a a gender change thing though that you're talking about. What what is this exactly?
1: You can do whatever you like with an orchiectomy, Paul.
5: A -a -a what-a-what-a-me?
1: That's what's called when they remove testicles. Ah! And what's it called
3: when they replace them with plastic balls? Because they wanted to do that to my dog.
1: (laughs) That's called
2: vanity.
3: (laughs) Good answer, Patience.
2: (laughs) Oh, I have a theory. I have a theory. What if uh, Joseph Smith's own son hired Brigham Young to kill? That would be just like typical white man trying to kill his dad to take over the cult
1: and be the cult leader.
3: He had daddy issues. And then plot twist, Brigham backstabs him
5: and takes over the cult.
1: Oh, the male intrigue. Just testosterone everywhere. Oh.
5: After Joey Jojo was killed, there was a bit of a fight over who would be his successor.
1: It didn't last very long though, did it? Because Brigham just steamrolled them. No! There were like 12 breakoffs.
5: Because there was Sidney Rigdon who said it should be like a monarchy and Joseph's son should take over. And he was like, I'll just sit in until he's old enough. And then there was Brigham who was like, no, it's me. I'm going to take over. And there was a couple others as well that were like, no, we're going to do it. And then
2: there's the community of Christ that still owns the temple in Kirkland. That's nuts.
0: Like, they keep saying that women are emotional, but all I keep hearing is all these narratives of testosterone
1: tainties. Oh, yeah.
5: Testosterone Tanties, there you go.
1: Exactly. Good grief. All right, let's keep going. Did he instigate massacres? And that's plural once again, yes. There were two. So we know definitely that he instigated one massacre. He killed a whole tribe of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. He wasn't prosecuted for that though, because no one cared about it, unfortunately.
5: They shouldn't have been there anyway. It was only their land. How dare they?
2: If you mixed a picture of a member of the Taliban with a Mormon pioneer, you'd get Brigham Young's picture. <laughs> oh, okay. There <laughs> you uh, go. Face mash. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they all had big beards,
5: didn't they? The big beard was the thing.
2: Oh, what the
1: fuck is with beards? Oh, it's gross.
3: I'm now going to spam you some very sexy Viking beard pictures, Patience, because you were asking for it. Oh, are you
1: into beards, are you? Mm. You're into beards, aren't you? You like no. beards, don't you? And i just don't. Oh,
3: okay. <coughs> uh, a, a very well-groomed Viking beard. Yeah, I'm there for
5: that. You just like Vikings. That's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Basically. You're a Viking wench.
3: The example that we have of a beard right now... That's why I have to think of Viking beards
1: Fair enough, you're allowed to like beards The other thing that he was accused Of was slaughtering a convoy Of European settlers that Wanted to come and live where the Mormons were Yeah, how dare they For some unknown reason, the Mormons just Killed like about a hundred people It was really just horrible, for no good Reason at all, and then it was wondered If Brigham had some involvement in that, we don't really Know for sure, what we can say is though That the rhetoric in his sermon certainly whipped People up to be aggressive. Yeah, it was all
5: him that was the mountain meadows massacre yep, wasn't it? that's
1: the one the mountain meadows massacre yeah so it got pinned on one of his friends and they killed him via firing squad nice he had multiple scrapes with the law but only spent one night in a jail and i think that was because of not paying alimony to that disgruntled wife that wrote a book about him nah. final facts He thought dreams were divine messages from God. But they are. (laughs) Of course they are. And one of his dreams had a dude and him getting into bed together. (laughs) (laughs) scandalous. Brigham's so gay. He had lots of disgruntled wives, but I guess out of 55, there's bound to be a few bad apples, right? (laughs) He was Utah's first essentially self-appointed governor. Despite all the ejaculations Brigham achieved in an average week, he still managed to develop prostate problems. And he used to lube up his catheter with consecrated oil. Isn't that just hilarious? For the constipation.
3: Because he had constipation.
1: Well, he had a catheter as well. So I guess it was both ends. If he was constipated and, and he couldn't pee, he couldn't shit or pee. So, yeah. Well, you know how on
2: Pornhub you like get like deeper and deeper and deeper? Nothing would satisfy him. So he's like, well, let's try catheter. Let's try this, like, lube,
3: whatever. I'll never look at a catheter the same again.
1: <laughs> he really loved freedom, but only for himself. And he hated ruling bodies that told him to do anything and he hated when his subordinates disagreed the irony was that his church government operated in the complete opposite way of the way he wanted to live (laughs) his church operated more of a mix of patriarchy autocracy and collectivism which is completely different I don't really know what you call that it's just a horrible mix that doesn't mean anything in the last few years he even actively promoted a form of communism he called it the united all of Enoch. All the while, he kept his own business interests from being given into the communal fund.
3: Like his whiskey distillery.
1: Right, right, right. And his transcontinental railway shares and stuff. Isn't there a name for that? A dictator? It wasn't good for the goose and the gander or some shit. Kim Jong-il.
3: <laughs> yeah, what's good enough for the goose should be good enough for the gander or something, I think is how the saying goes.
1: Thank you, Rhonda. You're filling in where I fuck up and that's what you need people around for in your life. Yeah, but it goes both ways
3: when i fuck something up you're gonna edit it out that's right (laughs) that's
1: right and message you way too much
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh christ sorry you are not
1: yeah hashtag sorry not sorry
0: (laughs) maybe i'm not
1: i am messaging you less so aren't i Rhonda? well maybe she doesn't agree
3: (laughs) yes but i'm not getting any better at this whole not procrastinating
1: thing so or studying well if you ever want to procrastinate you know where to find me He used to rant a lot in his fiery sermons and I imagine that this sounded a lot like a toddler having a tantrum, especially when nobody took notice of his whole Order of Enoch thing because people weren't a fan of giving away all their possessions to other people. People like to keep their stuff. Doesn't that make no sense at all?
3: (laughs) Christina Jacobs, her husband, gave all of his stuff away to the church before he went to England on his mission.
1: I feel sorry for that, man. And on the
3: official church website, he's written as a deserter of the church what is not true oh what happened to him he was coming backwards and forwards doing missions until he died this is how the thing is two different stories
5: doing the right thing while the church leaders were doing the not right thing
3: his mistake was having an attractive wife
5: Uh, how dare he
1: that poor man he probably loved his wife but loved god more and felt like he had to leave they could have had a really nice life together with that really attractive woman and nope smitty got her instead and then brigham it's like standard with
3: religion though i mean looking at a picture i'm not sure but none of these ladies look...
5: I don't know if it's just bad photos or something, but like everybody back then looked like they were miserable and not really attractive.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Malnourished. Well, it's before antidepressants, Paul. Everyone was miserable.
3: Wife number 32, whose name is Rhoda. Woohoo! She was 61 when she married him, so it's really true. Bring them young, bring them old, bring them all.
1: (laughs) Do you know that Rhoda was also the name of his sister? Maybe that is a sister. Oh, it could be. And I just need to point out that it's one letter different from Your name.
3: (laughs) well I can only hope that when I'm 60 I look just as delightful because
1: oh I know you want to grow old and die and leave us all on earth I know Rhonda
3: (sighs) give you a preview of what this lady looks like
1: don't make me cry again
3: this is what the lady
1: looked like (laughs) (laughs) that's what you want to look like one day isn't it Rhonda I'm so sad I don't have video I'll be still looking like this and you'll be looking like this (laughs) and yeah all right
5: you will all look awesome until the day you die, and then you won't look so great because you'll like rot and fall apart and shit. Yeah, won't food.
3: <laughs> I have a couple of quotes spew upon us. I have a couple of quotes okay, go that I thought um, Brigham Young was showing his astuteness and his cognitive function. Crying babies are like good intentions. Both should be carried out immediately.
5: Oh, that was a pearl of wisdom.
3: And the other one is we went west willingly because we had to.
5: Oh, oh, write in the comments, please, uh, if you
3: know how tall Brigham Young was. If you can find a source that is not just an <laughs> internet source or something. I am leaning towards the five foot now. But stumbled upon that one before on one of my tours because I used to say that Romain Bram, Abramovich was only like five foot nothing, and it turns out he was like five foot 11. So that's why I always check Ooh. when we start talking about little men. <laughs> so of his 55 wives, there is a possibility there was 56 because he may have married one of his slaves called Sally or Indian Sally. 21 had never been married before, 16 were widows, 6 were divorced, and 6 had living husbands. The marital status of the other 6 is unknown. At the time of Brigham Young's death, 19 of his wives had predeceased him. He was divorced from 10, and 23 survived him. The status of the other four is
5: unknown.
2: Ah. They changed their names and are part of the witness protection.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the whole controversy between him and Joseph Smith's wife, Emma, who apparently didn't get along, and the rumours are that's because Brigham tried to get one in on Emma, and Emma didn't go for it. Ooh. Yeah. That. Well, that's
1: because she went for Paul, isn't it? She likes her ah. brother Paul. Oh, my. Some brother Paul. <laughs> If
0: you end up scoring 18 wives, did they give the husband a set of golf clubs?
5: <laughs> he doesn't have time for golf if he has 18 wives.
0: Nobody will have a hole in one at least because there's <laughs>
5: 18 holes a football golf
0: did you pre-play on that one, Rahela? Did you? I did
1: not. That's
5: re- awesome. The joke of the
3: evening goes to Rahela. Maybe to end this podcast, I have a suggestion of a little game. Go into your phones, activate <laughs> predictive text, and type in... If I were Brigham Young, I would. And then let Predictive Text finish it.
1: Okay. I'll choose a threaded chain with Brother Adrian who's been on the pod.
5: If I was Brigham Young, I would have missed it out again. That doesn't sound too exciting. Oh, it
3: sounds like him, hit and miss, hit and miss. He didn't have very good aim.
0: Mine's a little bit dark. Mine's like, if I were Brigham Young, I would like to replicate my own life and so be able to use my own car. Ooh. Please
3: not. Please don't. Please don't. It's not wrong.
4: <laughs> I kind of forced mine by selecting just one off to the side. If I were Brigham Young, I would have made it thus far away from the Gold Coast to Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I was Brigham Young, I would be rad. I guess I say rad a (laughs) lot. Shay? If I were Brigham Young, I would be a good
2: one for a few days, and then I'll let you know when I'm going to be. Just like him. And I have, if I were Brigham
3: Young, I would be grateful if you could please let me sleep. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. sorry,
5: sorry to keep you awake, Brigham. <laughs> sorry to keep you awake.
1: Have you got any jokes, Paul? You said you'd written some good ones, so let us have them. Did I say that? I asked you the other day when we were recording, have you written any good jokes for the roast? I thought
5: I'd used them already in the show. And I'm
1: going to make sure that that particular part in the episode is highlighted (laughs) so that you can all hear it this weekend. (laughs) Hi, Amanda. (laughs) Uh, Amanda hates me.
5: No, she doesn't. Not now. She just did back in high school. But she hated those that she secretly loved. No, she wanted you.
1: I love the way she hated you.
5: She hated you so hard. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we definitely got to share this week's episode with her and say, hey, you
1: better listen to this. I wish I'd borrowed a dress from her that time.
5: Were you there that time I wore, like, a black slunky dress for the whole day? It had, like, you know, it was all...
1: I Black think Black and so. shiny. Yeah,
5: that yes. was great.
1: That's right. I
5: looked so hot in that.
1: Where the fuck did you get that dress from? Drama
5: props room.
1: You didn't get it from that certain person who was your on-again, off-again girlfriend? No, no, it wasn't one of
5: hers. No. Ah, no, okay. No. Well, it
1: certainly wasn't one of mine. I'm getting
5: nah. visuals
3: of The Greatest Showman right now.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I've got to give extra credit for Patience for actually taking the time to read the biography of Brigham Young. So I, well fucking done. boring. Well done.
1: It was on Audible, so I listened to
2: it, but it was so boring. I'm amazed you didn't gouge your own eyes out. Even when I was
5: hardcore in the church, I never read that shit. So kudos to Sister Patience for actually taking the time to do that and read it.
1: Thank you, Leah and Rahela, for stepping in at last minute notice because we had a couple of cancellations.
5: And Shay, we will have to have you as a regular episode guest on the show.
1: (laughs) Yes. Definitely, I'll organise a time with you after this call. Well, so you've got an open door policy here now? Yeah, yeah. hello,
5: you have been quite popular on the show as well. We'll have you back on as another guest. And Rhonda, well, we seem to talk about you every fucking week, so you know you
1: No, 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 oh, no, no. we did no. on this week. We did it
5: episode, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we made a point to not mention Rhonda in this week's episode.
4: <laughs> and I'm almost there with convincing my husband to get on
3: the show. So if you do it, maybe we can pressure Constantine into doing You're it.
5: Yeah, Constantine, yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh that'd yeah, be interesting. I think it needs to be done with a
3: game of cards against humanity. Let's do that. <laughs> and I would have been on last week's episode, but someone had to take a an 11 hour nap.
1: Yeah, this is the second time that Paul's been hard to get on the line with us. Hey, Rhonda. Mhm. I could take it personally, but yeah. I don't I oh, don't take it personally. It's not about you, it's about me. No, no. All right. We know that he'll come to you, but he won't. Come Let to it me.
5: go. Let
1: it go. <laughs>
0: it's all right. He just wants a higher paying missionary position. Yeah. Uh.
5: Oh, I I, I've only been here for you for about 25 years, sister Patience I, All right, come I on. You.
1: I love you, Paul. I love you
5: too, I but I think we should see other people.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> So we started off with mummy and
3: daddy fighting and now there's a little bit too much love going on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're parting as friends.
5: Co-parenting us.
1: All right, Paul, can you wrap us up with a prayer? and? Another
5: f- Okay, usually in Mormon circles, you have a different person do the opening and the closing prayer, okay? So- Rhonda,
2: would you like to do a prayer? But you're the only priesthood holder. <laughs> oh,
1: <no>. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, right. oh, thank you. Bye. Amen. There it is.